0: The phone conversation between fantasy veterans Bob Harris and Matt Waldman is a quick and dirty rundown of players, units, or teams from Sunday's games. Feel it or fuck it is our instant verdict on the fantasy value of a player situation, not the ability, effort, or character of the player. This is just how two old timers in this industry talk when they got a lot of cover
1: in a little time. Good morning, Matt Waldman. Remember what I said it was lucky week 13?
0: Yeah. I'd like
1: to perhaps reconsider the lucky portion of that comment from last
0: week. Yeah, that that could be very well the case, you know. Though at the same time, those who still have Josh Jacobs, you know, they they were pretty lucky considering that he didn't practice all week. Do you think he can continue to play through this injury and still put up the numbers <laughs> he's putting
1: up? I think you know. I think so far the evidence suggests yes. Right? I mean, we <laughs> have two games with that injury in pretty bad shape, but one of them, 300 yards of offense yesterday, ran for. 140 some yards uh, you know so yes i think he can he seems to be nursing it which is odd because i've had cap injuries before and they hurt for a long time uh and uh, they tend to be pretty limiting factors but clearly this is not like a serious issue um but i mean it could easily become a serious issue you look at the schedule though for the raiders going forward got what what do we got next uh rams new england pittsburgh i mean i think he can keep rolling if he can stay in the locked and upright position pretty nicely
0: well i mean considering his calves look like you know table legs i think that uh, you know i know that you'd like to say that it might not matter but we know it does i mean this is kind of on that level of of like a sterling sharp way back in the day with the toe injury where he didn't practice all week but he continued to perform at at a high level I'm going to keep rolling with it until he can't. I mean, that's basically all you can really say, but I I think, he, I think he can if he's... And I would have to think that it probably will slowly get better as long as, again, yeah, there isn't some sort of relapse where, or some aggravation of it during a game that just takes him out for good. It's either going to be he's going to play all year or the, there's going to be one game that he's done for the year. So... Wait a minute.
1: This just in. There's a photo on my watch. It's of Brock Purdy. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Brock Purdy as a quarterback to the rest of the season. <laughs> um I'm gonna say
0: I'm gonna say I'm feeling it. And I'm probably biased a little bit. You are. I'm a little biased a little bit. But just, you're not wrong. But I but I do think that he's but I do think that he is a quarterback too. What we saw is that he's very good with schemed plays. you know so 49ers with the, everything that stays on structure, he's going to be just fine. Um, you know, quick thinker, someone who's reasonably accurate, he can play under pressure, he's good in the pocket. Um, where things get a little iffy with him is where you just don't know what you're going to get from play to play is when he has to extend a play. Because he's the type that will try to throw across his body. He's got a little bit of that Kirk Cousins in him. Early career Kirk Cousins. Where, he, where Kirk Cousins, you know, he's like that little kid at the Pancake House. Who thinks he can order like the big boy stuff. And eat everything. And he like takes two bites and now he's full. And now he wants to play with his crayons again. Well, you know, Brock Purdy kind of has a little, his eyes are too big for his stomach, or he writes checks that his body can't cash as a thrower. But um, if he can improve the zip on some of his throws down the line, he might be a good journeyman starter <laughs> down the line. And this is going to be his first opportunity or taste to to show what he could grow into. And I think quarterback too, with all those weapons is more than fine.
1: Right. He's got like the 128 color box of Crayola's there to work with, right? For, in terms of the offensive coaching he'll get the uh supporting cast around him like i don't want to get over enthusiastic but uh, you know if you're in a super flexor or two quarterback league hell, there's one where i was almost playing kyle yeah, Allen before it. i made a trade <clears throat> yesterday morning so i i'd be considering it also baker mayfield's on the loose he was just released by the panthers we'll see if they, he makes it all the way down what are the what are the niners on the waiver wire they're like 24th <laughs> yeah he's not a high priority for them
0: and i right, but i I understand the idea that you want to pick maybe a guy who's had starts at quarterback position yeah. but it's still going to take some time to get up to speed and the simplified offenses that he played in um especially like the <clears throat> the the quarter the, the the offenses at Texas A&M and Oklahoma State it's not going to be the same as what he's doing at uh you Best know of in luck to Baker Mayfield the fuck his fantasy fortunes absolutely that's exactly how i put it how about christian kirk is he a wide receiver one next year after what he's done this year are you
1: counting Uh, he's a uh, a wide receiver one right now are we going to be able to talk ourselves into the notion that he's uh like that that's really what he is like i think sharp players will sit there and take a few minutes and say wow look uh, trevor lawrence you know still progressing as a quarterback a little bit up and down still maybe more up to come solid coaching staff good offensive scheme uh, he's going to be He's going to be in the conversation for sure. I would hope he would fall to quarterback two prices because I'm a cheapskate. Uh, but my guess is people will be feeling this. I'm
0: feeling it in the same way that you should. We probably should have mm-hmm. felt that way about the sun god Amon Ra Saint Brown, right. Because he really is a more, a slightly more dynamic version of Amon Ra Saint Brown. And when you look at Calvin Ridley, that's the whole thing people say is, well, Calvin Ridley's coming back. Calvin Ridley will coming back. That's true. Calvin Ridley will be coming back and making boom-bust plays as a guy who makes some big plays in the passing game deep and maybe occasionally after the catch and then drop quite a few passes too. Um, and that's not something that Christian Kirk does very often, which is drop the ball. So I think he Christian Kirk is going to be that wide receiver one who's a little bit more the security blanket. Um, whereas Ridley's more the flash, um, the flash and dash kind of guy. So DeAndre's-
1: DeAndre chart slash Josh Reynolds to Amon Ross St. Brown. You're saying yes, but with but, but upgraded, yes, <laughs> but better, yeah. Even though the
0: the, the the Jaguars weren't better last um, this weekend against the Lions, that's for sure.
1: But they're heading in a direction, right? I mean, they're yeah. not going to get there. Rome not built in a day. I've been told the multiple yeah. Lin- times over the course yeah. of the
0: last few weeks. Growth isn't linear, something like that. Yeah. DeAndre Swift start. I love how you did the poetic and I did the analytic. Isn't that kind You're of right. funny how that that happened? All right, DeAndre, I'm Adam Harstead, something like that. DeAndre Swift is he starting this year? Uh like a starting RB this year? Like, are you looking
1: at him and saying, okay, I can put him back in my lineup? It's safe. I will. I, will, I mean, uh, you know, my invested draft capital wants me to be that guy, but I'm. I don't know if I'm feeling it yet. I want, uh, one game does not turn somebody into a trustworthy uh component for especially this time of year when you're heading into your playoffs you don't want to take chances. I did take chances with Swift this past week. I just, you know, that you. the hunt the hunch that he was due, right? I mean, yeah. he's due. He's got but I mean, I think I might have been playing that hunch for the previous three weeks as well. And I can only now say that I did because it happened. Why uh, does it have so,
0: more merit with someone with a gray beard going, I I've, I've got a hunch, I think he's due. As opposed to when I heard some young, fresh faced kids <laughs> saying that, I go, What I, the
1: hell do you know? I don't think it I don't think it does. I think everyone's hunches are, are valuable. You should be playing everyone should be out there playing their hunches and not my hunches or Matt Waldman's hunches. Hunches are great when you're playing your hunches. But but I, but I mean, you could kind of, you know, feel like maybe that there was that the Lions needed to do something. So, I mean, I don't know. Jamal Williams is not going away. So I don't want to get carried away with this. But I think if you have that flex spot and you've been holding on to DeAndre Swift, this game gives you a little more hope that maybe you can get some extract some of that value or claw some of it back that you've obviously lost. because We're not getting what we paid
0: for him. Yeah, I think, I think he's a perfectly reasonable gamble as a flex, as a starter right now. I mean, I understand that maybe something along the lines, I think Dwayne mentioned that he had like 49 or 50% of his touches yeah. game in the first quarter or in, and in the first half, um, and that's fine. Um, they were ahead big in the first half, by the end of the first half too, um, and um jackson also dropped the ball justin jackson also dropped the ball that didn't probably earn him a lot of love from the staff because it was an easy drop but at the same time swift looks good enough that he can handle um de- managing ways to deal around contact to that harnessed shoulder um in space and then when they when i watched him run a play you know towards the edge and have to cut it back inside he basically turned his back onto an oncoming linebacker, saying, "Please don't. I'm not. I'm not going to drop my pads into you because it's going to hurt." Um, and and I think that he won't be ready to be that every down guy. And even when he is, he makes decisions like that anyhow that make me go, "Dude, you're not Barry Sanders. You can't spin in these types of situations." But doesn't matter when the points come, and I think the points will be coming enough to be a flex player. Now, Pat Fryermuth he's been coming on lately, even with Kenny Pickett and his 120 yard games, um, game. So is Pat Fryermuth a top five tight end next year. Is he someone that, that, you know, you're going to hear people hyping this guy up. So I'm just curious. Do you think he can, he can pay that bill?
1: I'm kind of fee. I mean, he's right on the cusp of that. I'm not like, uh, I don't want to overstate the case, but he's a very talented player. I remember reading earlier this season a uh, piece Dan Graziano talking to ESPN, you know, talking to GMs around the league, and they kind of, you know, tagged him as the the next, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey kind of player. I don't, I'm not going to go that far, but it, in a position where you know we're grasping his straws a little bit once you get past the top two guys, I think he probably will be a top five play even if I don't draft him like that.
0: Yeah, Pat Frymuth would need a skateboard with a with a little mini lawnmower engine for him to actually like come close to having any burst that's remotely like um Travis Kelsey um but he's a fantastic player um and uh that that whole idea of Travis Kelsey is a little far-fetched to me but Heath Miller plus um sure. in terms of a good the good Heath Miller seasons if we remember way back when he can be a red zone stalwart so I think it's possible. Um, I, again, I'm a cheapskate. I think we're all cheapskates in fantasy. So we're looking at, can we get him at the bottom half of the top 10 and hope that he turns into a top five guy? Right. And I think that's the realistic assumption of where he's going to wind up. Najee Harris, though, can he be a top 10 running back next
1: year? Uh, to paraphrase uh, Mike Tomlin, that story is yet to be written, and he will write it uh, over the course of the rest of this season, right? I mean, where if he can remain on the – and. I should feel it or fuck it, but I'm kind of a, uh, I'm kind of saying I'm waiting and seeing on this because he's got to, he's got to, he's got to define himself. I think we could, we'll, if he has a, a finish over the rest of the season, what we've seen the last couple of weeks, I think we'll all forget and forgive the early portion of this season and draft him based on an anticipated volume. And but he, but like he's not a super, he's never going to be a super high end guy. It just doesn't look like it to me. Not playing in this offense, Bob Harris.
0: I I don't give a flip about anything about any narrative or script or what he has to write this year because you know unless he's supposed to bite his finger and write it in blood he doesn't have (laughs) a pencil or a pen or any writing implement that that works so mike tomlin and mike tomlin ain't gonna say my offensive line sucks so you know so anaji harris isn't really gonna do much for me but um, that's the case. If they I'm, if if they do well in off season with getting in an offensive line, I'm writing it in pen that he's a top five back next year.
1: Sure, and offensive line turnarounds can happen fast. Say the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chargers, and like almost fast. Say the Bengals. Like at least they, it can happen. You know, over the course of a season with a with a lot of work uh, in the off season. So yeah, yeah, there you have it. I'm feeling it with the
0: offensive line. Um, but yeah, that's that. I guess that's the official thing. James Cook is he a running back one moving forward in the twelve team league? Nah, fuck that. No,
1: he's not. He's <laughs> he's, he's, he's. I mean, you know, yeah, I he, don't even know. If, but... I don't even know if he's if he's his team's running back one at this point after a single game with you know what one more carry and four more targets. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not. I'm not there yet. Look, I think of the thing here's the thing about the Buffalo Bills. I mean, any piece of that you could start because it's the Buffalo Bills offense. There's only two pieces you really want to start, though, and that's Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. The rest of them you're taking your chances on. I have this on good authority. His name is Gabe Davis, a very good player who will either single-digit you or get you four touchdowns. There's no in-between.
0: Yeah, he's an adventure every time the ball is arriving with the trajectory towards him. Um, But James Cook, listen, I'm with you. I I like him more as a – he's a wonderful flex play. Like, to me, I would give him – I would put him even with DeAndre Swift on that stand, uh, on that level, maybe slightly above in terms of where he's trending, but it's a slow trend. And so you might end up benefiting from a guy who is playing like a running back one when you put him in that in that spot, but leaning on him as a running back one, the only way you're doing that is if you're stacked at every other position. And that's basically the only choice you have because that's the guy you drafted early on and invested in him and somehow the rest of your team has worked out and that does happen in a lot of with a lot of teams as they go heavy in all these other positions and they all all they needed was to reasonably hit on one back and reasonably hit is get rb2 quality play out of them and if you do that in a flex heavy league where you're stacked everywhere else you'll be fine deshaun watson is he a top 15 quarterback the rest of this um the rest of this season
1: Maybe. <laughs> yeah, <and> so, <laughs> look, you know, like I'm not feeling it, but, but you know, here's the thing. And, and we had a call on the radio, you know, kind of take us to task because we were advising, you know, basically like, if you got Watson, you probably don't want to push him into your lineups this week. Let's wait and see. Let's see what he is. You know, it's a great matchup, sure. But, you know, and if your options are guys that have maybe emerged like Justin Fields or Tuatonga Valola who are playing high-end football and, and, you know, why take a chance? Why not go wait and see? and uh turns out maybe it was a good idea to wait and see because rust is a real thing and so i mean last time we saw him playing on a consistent basis he was very good i don't know if he's going to get there or not right but i mean if you've invested in him, you invested in basically nothing right or double digit picks or a, some kind of waiver wire pickup during the season uh you should probably just wait and see if he gets a little better and maybe he will maybe he won't um where i sit right now is fuck it no I, I don't really think that you're gonna get the return on that investment. I'm just hoping he can continue to float the boats of guys like Amari Cooper.
0: Yeah, I get that. And and I think that's probably the safest play. But I'd say that if you're if you're looking at guys like Brock Purdy uh, sure. or QB two as your option, I would probably roll with Watson because from what I saw He said top week, fifteen,
1: not bottom fifteen.
0: That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> there you go. But but yeah, I did like I did like what I saw from him enough to feel like there were some low throws some of that was just rushing his process and getting acclimated to the speed of the game most of what i saw as being a problem was either up i didn't account for a dropping for a safety who was going to peel off a play and he threw an red zone interception and the other were mostly low throws that came from rushing your process because again your mind's was playing faster, like a rookie's mind swimming. But the the difference is, is that when you've been, when you're a rookie and that's happening, it might take several games for you to get better when you're a veteran and, and you're getting reacclimated again. I don't think it takes as <clears> long. So I actually think he'll, he'll have some top 15 games. If, if you get in it, if you, I'll put it to you this way. I'm not banking on him being that way. I'm not fuck that, but, I'm feeling the idea that if you have an injured quarterback situation in the playoffs, right. that. go get him. Yeah, Right.
1: That, I think that's perfectly reasonable, right? I mean, yeah. if you have a guy that's playing consistently and getting you where you're going, keep playing that guy. Yeah. Mike White, though, Jets are wearing T-shirts of him before that
0: Minnesota game. Now, he had 397 yards. He also, what, had two interceptions in that game?
1: Is he a mm-hmm. top 15 quarterback the rest of the season? I feel like he's uh, – I'm going to recycle a joke from the radio. The Pete Davidson of quarterbacks, he's really hot for a week or two and then kind of falls off the radar after that and people blow him off. So we'll see if the Jets – you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I'm going to play him as a top 15 option. I'm going to play him where I need to play him uh, and fuck him otherwise because I feel like he's going to come back to earth and, you know, turn into the guy. I mean, we've seen this movie before, right, Matt? I mean, he yeah. did, kind of saw this last year as well. So I don't know. I'm not sold. It's a better team, though, around him, and he has better pieces – Ah, uh, so there's some hope, but he's right on that. He's right on that cusp of guys. I like. I'd want to keep on my roster. I'd, I'd probably keep him. I'd probably keep him, uh, but I'm not trying to force him into lineup.
0: Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I'd say that really what this comes down to is um, for the production of other players on on that offense. I'm feeling Mike White for the production of other players on that offense. I'm feeling Joe Flacco. Fuck Zach Wilson. That's basically right. where we're at. Zonovan White is he a rest of the season running back too?
1: Is Bam? going to get to bam uh you probably yes i mean just look at I, I'll, I'll feel that right just you know based on what we've seen the last two weeks the evidence is there you know the 50 what i want to say 55 percent snap share in this game ty johnson's going to be there i mean he's going to you know have a receiving role and and he's not horrible and he knows the offense and the coaching staff knows him uh but Knight seems like a guy and and by the way on uh, james robinson there's a there's draft compensation involved here. If he runs for 250 yards as a jet, he has what 75 and whatever he got yesterday uh, to get to 250. uh, They owe a fifth instead of a six round draft pick. I don't know that that's the determining factor here. The
0: story is not over with Joe, with James Robinson, as they say, that's because there's something behind the scenes in the story.
1: No, but I mean, and I'm not saying that's the determining factor, but like, if you have other guys who are like doing pretty good, then maybe it is part of the story.
0: Yeah. And I think there's a layer to that, that certainly makes sense, especially if a guy's not completely healthy and we consider that there is somebody that, that we, we weren't going to talk, we weren't going to talk about, but Cam Akers, I I don't think the story is completely over with him. I'm kind of feeling the idea that, that we've all just written off Cam Akers and to say that we all wrote off Donta, Donta Foreman, um, you know in the past after his injury and maybe it just takes a little bit more time but and i think that might be the same case with a guy like robinson but but what night i'm feeling the rest of the season as a running back too, low end yeah. running back too because yeah. i still haven't seen anything special out of him but the offensive line plays well he catches the ball well he's obviously earned their confidence and he was you know Listen, he's a guy touted as late round as a guy that, that this is the exact thing that you could be getting from him late in the year if they if it came to it. So it, you know it's it it's not a it's not a wonder it's not a Cinderella story unless you win a championship with a with a with your running back too. You know, and you needed that running back. Yeah, not he's sure he's guy. a league winner. No, he's not a league winner. He's a helper. That we'll put it that way. So. Going from hamburger help one hamburger helper to another, we've got Isaiah
1: Hodgins. Um, f- is he a flex for the rest of the season? Oh, fuck that. I mean, we're, if we're going to talk Giants, let's talk about the next Travis Kelsey, Daniel Bellinger. Come on, man.
0: <laughs> I'm kind of feeling it, but I but only but only in, but then again, yeah. I mean, like I'll put it this way: he's good in the red zone. He's good at he's good at routes where you can have him work inside out. Um, so. On that level, it's not the flex <clears throat> I would choose. He's kind of more like that Deshaun Watson chat flex. So yeah, fuck it. It's kind of more of a. Claire, clearly, of week the type. Giants' coaching
1: staff likes him, and you know, yeah. and and why wouldn't they? They don't have a lot of options. But uh, you know, get, this is something I talked about with uh, even Saquon Barkley, who's out far outperformed expectations. But a lot of our thoughts about drafting him or the draft capital is the offense was going to be a lot better with Brian Dable. It's better with Brian Dable. A lot better is coming but it's not there yet.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. So is Robert Woods going to rebound in
1: 2023? Nah, fuck that. He's in the wrong place. <laughs> and also, you know, if you're not going to step up when your team needs you the most, and, you know, maybe there's more to the circumstances, but it just, I I think maybe the ship has sailed for him. I, he had a, a prime opportunity uh, yesterday when Traylon Burks went, went out early and, you know, didn't really step up, did he? I mean, he had what, caught what, one of five targets. Come on, man. I'm I'm sad to say
0: that I I'm with you to say fuck it and I think one of the big reasons that tells you that is that he restructured his contract this week which what that that probably tells me that <laughs> that they came to him and said listen man we're about to say fuck it on your deal and just let you go and go with the younger guys yep. unless you take a pay cut um, which means they don't expect him to be anything but a, con, uh, a, a mid-range contributor at best in their offense, which means fuck it for fantasy appeal at all. But your man, Chig Okwanko, con- Chigo rest of the season, are you starting to feel it now, Bob? Not in the, oh, well, you know, he's in that bottom half of the top 10, you know, tight ends. I'm trying to do my Bloom impression with that, that <laughs> That, that you do well occasionally too, where it's like I'm on the bottom half. Well, it's in the bottom half of these guys and you, and you just don't really know what you're going to get with them, but you might as well take a chance with something. Cause he's got some big playability. Am I, am I saying that right? Or are you telling me I should fuck off
1: on that? You should fuck off on that. No, uh, he, uh, <laughs> don't ever ask me. If, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, uh, so I would, I would like to see a more consistent workload. It's like 20% target share in three of the last six. I'd like to see six of the last six, right? but but if he starts getting that level of workload, I, I think he would be someone we would discuss. I'm, you know, it's just too hit or miss for me right now. And yeah, I would say the same of Austin Hooper. Uh, you know, I think either of them, you know, if they either of them had a consistent workload, uh, at some point we would like them, especially this year with the the pool so shallow. But not nah, not there yet. He's a great player though, and I'll be looking for him next year
0: come on, you're supposed to be the source of optimism for this because I'm so too. too. I am, too. But, I am the source of optimism. That was optimistic. <laughs> that was optimism. <laughs> optimism for a Monday is a low scale, my man. It is a low <laughs> scale. But no, I agree with you completely. I think it makes sense that he's a hear and miss player, but he certainly, the talent is there. And next year, different story possibly for sure. Um, but I think there's going to be some hits. I think what you need to do is find, I'll say this, matchup play, look at teams that give up to tight ends and look at the look at the the athletic profile of those tight ends. If you've got guys who stretch the seam and run well after the catch, who are getting a lot of points against those defenses, Chigo Quanco is that guy that you want to take the chance on. So I'm feeling it if you are that specific and I like to play those types of matchups and those are my those are my calculated gambles that I like to do. Did the fantasy industry bury Cam Akers too soon?
1: No. <laughs> um, I don't, cause I don't think they buried Cam Akers so much as, well, two things. Cam Akers kind of, and the Rams kind of buried him, whatever that, you know, blurb was in the middle of the season where he didn't want to be there and they didn't want him there and then they couldn't get rid of him, all those things. But it, no offensive line is what buried him. And smart fantasy managers realized that offensive line play matters. I saw there was something floating around. It was like the 12th combination they played of offensive lines in this game. Uh, you know, there's a reason this team has struggled in general. Injuries are a big part of the story. Offensive line is a bigger part of the stories, and injuries are a subplot there as well. Uh, Cam Akers, congratulations on your two touchdowns, sir. It's not something I could play anyway. This is the playoff time, Matt Waldman. You're not taking chances. You're not chasing a, a two-touchdown game on a team that doesn't really have much in the way of offense to offer. Uh, you want to play the guys that, you know, that you have confidence in. Cam Akers is an outlier. He's a guy you can plug in if you're in a desperate emergency. Other than that, I think you're taking your chances. And I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he comes on down the stretch and has a great finish to a season, but that's not my expectation in this offense.
0: I love how you take my questions about the fantasy industry and just tell them to go fuck themselves. Because, and I'm glad that you do it too because honestly, I agree with you completely about the Cam makers and the idea that you know, you know, know, there's there's dumb fantasy takes and there's smart fantasy takes. And that's just... That's just life, and 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 there are a lot of people out there who understand that cam makers could become a good opportunity for them down
1: the line. And- this is a, this is a this is a problem we have. I mean, we we equate the situations in, into the person, yeah, right. And and it's not the person; it's not the you know that somebody is or isn't capable of doing the job. Given certain Deontay Foreman, the player you mentioned, yeah. the circumstances are right; he can perform quite nicely, right? But he's mm-hmm. got to be in the right situation, and there have to be all the pieces in place around him and so and cam Akers, are the pieces are not in place around him and maybe you know there's issues with his coaching staff that we are not privy to i suspect that to be the case
0: well yeah i mean when you you know i'll just look at it this way uh cam Akers is also waiting for a pen he and Najee Harris are going i need i need a pen to to take yep. this test so um Jordan Mason is he a running back three for the rest of the
1: season you it uh, so I, I was uh, I I was kind of taking a wait and see approach because we heard all the uh, the the talk all the talk last week about Tyrion Davis Price and some of it you know from John Lynch saying you know well we will be seeing more of him because the it was a roster management issue he doesn't play special teams out here you know and those are legitimate issues and so those weren't weren't legitimate issues this week and where was Tyrion Davis Price?
0: I'm feeling I am feeling anytime John Lynch talks about a running back to go in the opposite direction because clearly <laughs> he and Kyle Shanahan do not see eye to eye when it comes to who they pick the groceries with. If he says, you know, basically John Lynch would be the guy at the grocery store that would say, look, I got you a bunch of carrots and Lynch, Lynch would basically cut, oh not, not Lynch, um, Shanahan would cut off the tops of the carrots and use the, use the green stems as a garnish and, and not even use the carrot at all. Um, you know and and the the dish would probably taste pretty darn good too um mm-hmm. you know so that's just kind of the way it is mason is a hard runner um yeah. he had he really impressed me with one particular run this game that showed strong cutback ability but a way to manipulate the linebacker into his blocks um he, to me his pre-draft scouting report was think alfred morris with more explosion and better hands um so what so you you mean have... think Jeff
1: Wilson Jr. and Raheem Moster.
0: Exactly. There you go. There you go. Well, Wilson, yes. Wilson. But you're right. You're right. Overall, if you're not if you're not looking at it from a stylistic standpoint, yes. Output exactly. So Alec Pierce, I gotta ask you. Stop it! Time. Stop <laughs> it!
1: Just let it go. It was a great game. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to you. I hope you were playing him. Uh, but I wasn't. That offense. <laughs> fuck that offense. Uh, look, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not a Jim Harbaugh fan, but I understand the talk.
0: Yeah, there, there you go. What
1: Jim Harbaugh? What about John Yeah, being Harvey? the coach of the India, it's the team. It's a again, it's not the player, Matt Waldman. Alec Pierce might be a fine young man, yeah. very capable. He's not in a good situation right now in that Colts offense. And is the it? Colts are not in a good situation right now. Uh so fuck all that.
0: Okay, well, good. Well, you know, that's a good way to start the week, is just to say fuck all of it, you know. And and I hope that you have that attitude heading into this week in a good way, if you can. <laughs> and love you, Bob Harris. Bye.
1: Love you, bye.